A scattered dream that's like a far-off memory. A far-off memory that's like a scattered dream. I want to line the pieces up. Because apparently this game starts in a computer and half the characters aren't supposed to exist. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm very sleepy. We very rarely... So that's a very good state to be at when we're um, doing a very boring yeah. episode of the show. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the sleepy episode where nothing really... It was super chill out. You know, what's that podcast? What is it? It's like fall asleep to the podcast whatever sleep with me that's it's it. a very good show for sleeping yeah you recommended it to me once i remember but it owns i believe you this is an episode of that secretly because it's just going to be really <laughs> boring and i'm there and i'm going to be falling asleep while we record it we very rarely record at night but situ- scheduling situations is now putting us recording at night and i'm just like by okay. scheduling situations, you mean I'm married now, and I got married on the day we usually record. Yeah. Um. There is a lot of bullshit that does happen here. It just doesn't bubble. Up. It just doesn't appear immediately on the surface. So I think we'll be able to dig into some, uh, some wild stuff. So <laughs> I don't actually think this episode will be boring. But all right. Why? Well, we am hopeful. We arrive at Olympus Coliseum. Sora's going back there to check out what's going on. And Hercules finds, you know, sees Goof Troop, and um, Hercules is high. <laughs> because when he says hello to Goof Troop, he's like, hey. <laughs> he's, the, he's been in a slump for a couple, I don't know, weeks, days, hours, it's hard looks, to say. He, he seems high or drunk or something. And, he's out and of Yeah, it. as, <coughs> ooh, I am choking on a sun chip. That I ate perhaps a good 20 minutes before we started this recording. I, ooh, man, all of those grams of, of uh, the, all of that, that good source of fiber that is sunships, it is coming back to haunt my respiratory system. <laughs> anyway, as you mentioned, uh, we see Hercules and Meg, and Meg says what you said, which is that he's sort of been in a slump. He doesn't feel like he's a real hero. Meg also mentions that Phil thinks it's all in uh in his head exactly and goofy's like come on we know you're a hero and at that point we hear hades's voice who says that's right blunder boy how can you mope around on a momentous day like this i don't remember i watched this like a grand total of like 10 minutes ago and i have no <laughs> recollection of what hades's voice sounds like so you whatever. know the most, like, one of the most iconic voice deliveries in disney films hades uh-huh the Underdrome is back, and you're going to fill the stands. After all, your fans won't settle for anything less than a certified hero. And if you're not up to it, I guess you could, you know, lose. And Sora says, I bet you'd like that. He just ignores Sora. Hades says, hey, hey, I'm not a selfish guy. I'm not like one of those snobs up on Mount Olympus. I stand for the masses, and I have got a massive idea. The games, ladies and gentlemen, are back. Hades, the one and only Lord of the Dead, brings you the ultimate games to celebrate the opening of the Ultimate Coliseum. We'll finally answer the age-old question, who deserves the title Ultimate Hero? The Underdrome's been open. I don't know if that's relevant. That is a good point. It was kind of the whole main thing of the ending of the last one is that it's there. We've already talked about a turn in like one of the cups already, so that's good. And he says... The games are going to settle the debate once and for all. The winner reigns supreme of what? You guessed it. The Hades Cup. And I assure you that the great Hercules will be there. Otherwise, you'll never see your girlfriend again. Sora calls him a lowlife, and he says you're too kind. Sora's really angry in that scene. He's kind of just angry in general in this game a lot, I've noticed. Yeah. 
He's either angry or like making weirdly inappropriate comments at heterosexuals. <laughs> those, are, those are his two settings. Yeah. So Hercules is continuing to doubt himself. And all four sign up for the tournament together. And we need a few rounds of them fighting some heartless in, a, you know, the Hades Cup. Uh, you know, they win and stuff. Mm-hmm. In between each win, Hercules is like, I still feel like I'm shit. <laughs> and I'm no good. And I'm a piece of garbage ass. And... Sora and Donald and Goofy keep being like, come on, you're not a piece of garbage ass. <laughs> and he's you're like, no, I sleepy. really am. <laughs> yeah. They win the semifinals and, you know, Hercules still thinks he's terrible. Mm-hmm. And they notice that Orin is going to be their final opponent. And they spot him across the m- moat, the the dark, the... <laughs> Underworld moat. I don't know. the The Colosseum is kind of just like this big pillar, and there's like a ring outside of it, but there's like a gap between it. So like, uh, Orin's on the ring, and they're on the pillar, and Orin is like glowing with a dark aura. Yeah. They actually notice that Orin's on the bracket like right away, and then um like before the first fight happens, and Herc's like that. Is he a hero? And Sora's like, well, I mean, he's not bad, but I don't know. He seems kind of just like an ass. Yeah, he's just kind of... Not like a garbage ass like you think you are, but just like <laughs> the rude kind. Yeah. Just kind of like upsetting sometimes, but not a bad person. But anyways, when Herc points out that Orin's over there and that, that he's going to be the person they're up against in the finals, Sora's like, hey, Orin, it's me, your friend. Orin's like, who... <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? He, he says, I must defeat you and atone for my... Wait, hold on. Gotta get my Orin voice. What, I need... For some of the, for some characters, like, I can't, if I have trouble doing the voice, I have to, like, think of a thing that they say and then just say... I had to do that a lot with, with VRE. So, hold on. What's the thing Orin says in Final... I'm pl- replaying Final Fantasy X, so I should be able to do this. He talks, he says, he talks like, about his, his story a lot. Or your story. Yeah. This is my story. No. This is my story. Something like that. <laughs> I must defeat you and atone for my crimes, he says, clearly not recognizing Sora, Donald, and Goofy. And they're like, the fuck? What? Sorry, our friend? And they follow him deeper into the underworld because they're like, why is he like this? And they spot him talking to Hades and they hide, you know, like behind a pillar or something so the Hades and Orin don't see them. It's just, it's just says, Sora and Donald in this scene. I don't know. That's why. what is weird to me. Where, Where's where the is goof? Goofy? Did they just not want to animate him this time? Is it too hard to animate Goofy hiding? Is he just too lanky of a man to even feasibly hide? You know, now that you say it, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, but we we oversee or overhear, and also I guess oversee. Um, it doesn't seem like the right usage of that word, but roll with it. It's not, but let's go. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we we see uh, Hades and Orin, and Hades like, so prisoner, tell me what your crime is. And Orin's like, existing, I exist. That's a problem. Um, which is pretty pretty harsh, I think. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, and. Sora's like, why is Orin talking like that? And Donald shushes him because he's not even whispering. And Hades asks, well, do you have the lyrics? I was going to ask if you have the lyrics written down for this scene. Yeah, hold on, hold on. So uh, Hades sings, Okay, so you made one lousy mistake. You exist, but I'm a forgiving guy. You keep up your end of the deal, and I'll forgive a discretion or two. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty good. I can't keep doing this. Orin says, <laughs> I understand. I need to defeat Hercules. And Hades says, and his meddling friends. And Orin says, what? No, only Hercules. And then Hades says, oh no, don't tell me you've forgotten who's in charge. And then he 
uh, lifts up a, I don't know, a voodoo doll of Oren yeah. and starts <laughs> sucking Oren's soul into it. It's, <laughs> it's what it is, I guess. Yeah, I think I had written down, I have, my notes say that Hades tortures him by holding up an Oren figma that sparkles. Um, that's more <laughs> or less what it looks like. Uh-huh. Um, and, and Sora is de- determined to help him not be controlled anymore by that. But before Sora can, I don't know, start a conversation, say hello, he just sort of awkwardly follows Orin for a minute. But Orin goes to the, the Colosseum before he can say anything. But then he tells Hercules about it. And Hercules is like, yeah, that sounds about right. A statue used to control a human being? Yeah, of course. Sounds like the kind of bullshit they do in my movie. Yeah. So Hercules says that he should probably go get that statue and ends up going into the finals by himself to buy time for Sora. Um, and Hades isn't a big fan of that idea, but makes Sora agree to uh, fight the winner in what my notes say in some sort of ultra finals. Because I don't know why you would have something after the finals. And why would it be Sora? Nah, it's like, <laughs> it's, Hades, Hades ends up calling it the final, final, for real, final, dot, doc, X uh-huh. match. <laughs> no, he calls it a final clash, is what he calls yeah, it. The final clash. And so, Hades, as he sort of floats away, he's talking to himself, and he says, sucker, you know, the rest for me is smooth sailing. Uh, we see a bit of Orin Hercules fighting as Goof Troop keep heading down into the underworld. You, they... you are missing the vital detail that Sora skateboards oh. through hell. <laughs> because there are skateboards Man. everywhere, and he does ride that motherfucker right over a pit of souls. This game fucking rules. <laughs> uh, so that happens. Oh. Sora does some kick flips over the damned. It's so <laughs> radical. It's pretty sick. Out of all of the worlds to include the skateboard, they're like Twilight Town yeah. um, and the Underworld. Pretty oh, good. There so better good. be skateboards in Kingdom Hearts 3. Your, your Keyblade better turn into a skateboard. Or like, I don't know, something like more contemporary, but not so contemporary. It's still hip, like fidget spinners or something. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guarantee you there, there, there will be like a Keyblade that turns into some fidget spinners. Oh, shit. Cause that I want that so bad. Me too. Um, what? <laughs> Welcome to the theory fan cast with uh, Wheels uh-huh. and Joe, some hardcore gamers. Yeah. What the fuck happens? He gets to the statue, and then electrocutes him, and then everyone's like, "Oh, someone being electrocuted! I should touch them." And that yeah, it's like that's a bit. <laughs> so yeah, Sora grabs it, and then he's like getting electrocuted. And then Donald's like, oh, I'll grab him to save him. And then he gets electrocuted, too. And Goofy's like, well, third time's the charm and <laughs> grabs it. And yeah, like you said, they all get buzzed. Not buzzed as in um, partway drunk. I mean, like zapped. And Sora's only a child. <laughs> this, um... <laughs> what happens here is we hear Oren's voice. Uh, if you've played Final Fantasy 10 what he's talking about you, you can imagine that what he what you're hearing are like his memories of his own things he's of like things he's said you hear him say it's not too late let us turn back and then yes but i cannot accept it where is the sense in all this there must be another way and then your deaths will mean nothing you must live um, <laughs> I I know at least one of those is verbatim out of the game, and I could tell you why I have it memorized, and it's because I did make a Final Fantasy X AMV once. Hey, let's have a little story time. <laughs> what song did you put it to? Oh man, that's the most embarrassing part. Um, Ooh, because you it, shouldn't have served you shouldn't have served this up if you didn't want me to eat it. I forgot this this detail of it. And if I had remembered <laughs> it, I probably would have kept it to myself. But it was middle school, and I was kind of into Hollywood or dead. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, that's a good. Uh, that's that's tasty. So it was it was um their song City, which all things considered, not their worst song, one of the more tolerable ones. 
Um, it was damn. That's some good shit. It was a good AMV. I stand by that. Uh, I had an AMV once that got like twenty thousand views, um, and then I deleted everything I ever made off the internet. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so this part makes me think about how weird it is that, like, none of the other Final Fantasy characters, even Leon Squallheart, none of them they know don't really ever get that much into the actual plot of their games, you know. They just kind of, like, are here in Kingdom Hearts time mm-hmm. and place. This, and, this one seems to, like, directly, like, almost yeah. fit into the canon of Orin. Except that it doesn't if you it think doesn't. about how Titus is a child living on Destiny Islands instead of a young adult living where he's supposed to live, at, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, hypothetically, if it was just Orin, it would, you, yeah. could, you could make the argument. But, yeah, Titus is a child... On Destiny Islands, and Yuna, Riku, and Pain are adults and also fairies. Fuck. So like, um, none of that shit makes sense. But that's fine. But also, the realization I made is that the reason they don't do that is because sometimes Final Fantasy games are pretty fucking dark. <laughs> and even though Kingdom Hearts can get dark sometimes, it doesn't get as dark as a character uh, of flailing against the futility of fighting against the cycle of death. <laughs> Which is what those lines are taken from. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, that's just whatever. Yeah, Final Fantasy X is so fucking good. Uh, yeah, did I already mention I'm replaying it right now? Yeah. I'm replaying it right now. It's very good. Uh, so Sora says, I get it. This belongs in Orin's heart. And Goofy says, Gore, she must have had a really rough life. <laughs> Sora says, <laughs> Wow, what an understatement. <laughs> sort of says, but in the end, that's what must have made him stronger. And Donald says, let's give it back. Uh, and then some nobodies appear. <laughs> Fucking, I don't... Sure. I don't know. This is wild to me because, like, in all the other ones, nobodies appear because it's like, oh, there's an organization member here who's doing it. Uh, spoiler alert for this world, there isn't. Yeah, it just happens. There just are nobodies here. And then they keep coming after Sora beats them, but then some Heartless show up and distract them, and it's like, all right, sure. Also for no reason. Why yeah. not? So weird. It almost seems like there was an or- there was an organization member who got cut from this world, mm. but they wanted that they needed to have this encounter anyway. I noticed that the Zexian uh, absent silhouette wasn't there, and that was weird to me. I wonder if there's mm. like maybe you just can't do it during the tournament shit or whatever. So I really hope we get to see um, Jet Monkey tackle those. Um, yeah. And they don't. I don't. Th- they shouldn't disappear after you beat them. But if they, I might be wrong about that. Uh, anyways, what the fuck happens? They take the statue back to Orin. Um So they go to the Coliseum to to do that. We see we see the boys are still duking it out, and Sora runs in and and throws the statue to Orin. And it kind of just explodes into some fireworks above his head, uh, and he and he stops trying to murder Hercules, mm-hmm. and uh, he seems to remember Sora because he says Sora, Donald, Goofy, as everyone does in these in this game, and he's pretty fucking pissed off uh, about this turn of events, and decides that they're gonna play by his rules now. Um, he snaps his fingers and... And half of the universe has disappeared. (laughs) We hear Meg screaming, and we see that she's like, (laughs) what is this? Tied up by some sick vape clouds. (laughs) That's a good way to describe it. I wrote, suspended by storm eels, (laughs) because that's kind of what it looks like, too. They're like two sort of like eel-shaped storm clouds that cycle around her. Um, and then Meg calls for Hercules, and Hades says, I told you, right at the get-go, you don't compete, you lose the girl. And then he drops her into the underworld, and Hercules uh, jumps in after her. Like like from the scene from Hercules, the movie, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a movie called Hercules. Yeah, starring uh, Danny DeVito. That's probably the man. That's probably yeah, just mo-capped Danny DeVito in Hercules playing himself for no justifiable reason, um, just reacting in real time to the events around him. He doesn't. He didn't get a script. I got two words for you. Oscars best picture. 
Uh, <laughs> then Hades says, looks like Wonder Boy has dropped out of the standings. And Sora says, well, you'll still have to deal with us. And Hades says, oh, this is going to be good. And they fight, and Sora doesn't win. Oh, no. Because they can't, they can't attack him because they're in the underworld, and that's, like, where he controls everything. And Goofy says, gee, how do we beat him? And then you hear some footsteps, and you see that it's Hercules back with uh, Meg in his hands, and uh, Pegasus is hanging out there, too. Sure. And he says, I think a true hero should be able to help. And he says, but how? Some very shiny. Hercules says, because I'm very sh- No. Uh, he says, I owe you one, Hades. I didn't hesitate to give my life for Meg. And then I remembered. A true hero is measured by the strength of his heart. I'll never forget that again. And Sora says, just no more crazy stunts. Hercules says, people always do crazy things when they're in love. And then they all laugh. And Hades like, the fuck, we're still fighting. Why are you like, you're like zooming out. Like it's the end of a, 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 a sitcom. And, b- but I'm still here. So fight me. And then they do. And then he dies. <laughs> yeah. They beat him. And he is like, this isn't the end. But then he sort of like trips and falls into the, the, uh, the endless void. Um, and uh, it seems kind of like the end. Although, although yeah. I'm sure if you were to come back and do <laughs> yeah. some of the other cups, he's probably in it because this game doesn't make any fucking sense. But um, this fight is hilarious to me because you fight with Oren and well, you fight with Hercules, and if you choose to have Oren in your party, you fight with Oren as yeah, well. Oren and Hercules together. So this fight the most ambitious is... crossover event in history. Yeah. <laughs> so this fight is just everyone but Goofy from if you're playing as Jet Monkey HD, <laughs> and it's very funny to me. That... Why aren't you? So yeah, that happens afterwards. Donald asks, um, "Hey, Orin, what are you gonna do now?" And he's like, "I don't know. I don't have anyone to protect anymore. So maybe I can shape my own story." And now you know <laughs> the rest of the story. <laughs> Sora says, yeah, you deserve it, Oren. After all you went through. And Oren says, I suppose I should thank you. Sora says, not at all. He says, fine. And they're like, uh... They all make the greatest faces of all of the entire game. Sora says, I mean, you can thank us a little. (laughs) And Oren says, you should say what you mean. I guess I could spare a few words. Thanks for meddling. Sora says, hey, what's that mean? This is why we called you an ass earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and then they leave, and they go to the overworld, as I have it written. Hercules says, thanks, guys, you're the best. And Donald says, excuse us for meddling. And Meg says, uh, sounds like somebody's feathered. Uh, sounds like someone's feathers are a little ruffled. I'm just kidding. Thanks, Sora, Donald, Goofy, and Hercules Oren, says... Hercules. <laughs> yeah. The gang's all here. <laughs> Hercules says, where are you headed next? And Sora says, oh, you know, you two lovebirds seem to be getting along just fine without us hanging around. Ha <laughs> ha! the two of them are like, what? Us? Love? No! <laughs> Heterosexual comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Donald says, hey, we got to go. Goofy says, uh-huh, before we start meddling. Sora says, right. And Phil says, are you turkeys trying to put me out of a job? If you keep da- acing every challenge, champ, who am I going to train? And Hercules says, oh, uh, you can't abandon me now. I got to be at the top of my game in case Hades shows up again. Donald asks Phil, well, he does the thing he like he does in the first game where he like grabs the camera and pulls it to himself. And he says, hey, are we true heroes yet? Sora. Yeah, come on, Phil. Phil says, "Mm, you're not wise enough, not seasoned enough. Sora says, "Okay, we get the hint. He says, hey, it's not my call. Of course, if it was, it'd be no problem. I'd make you all heroes. Donald's like, oh, really? Say that again. And he says. And they're all, like, really excited, and Phil says, On second thought, those are your hero faces. You still got a lot of work to do. And they go chasing him, because they're like, grr. And then He's like, leave Meg... me alone. <laughs> yeah, he does yell that, which is funny. He's just trying to live his life <laughs> and not be chased by a duck. Meg and Hercules point, to this, point out that there's something appearing in the sky, and it's a constellation. 
of Sora, Donald, and Goofy doing a pose. Of the goof of the goof troop, which I guess means the literal gods decided that they're heroes. That's right. And then we get the title card for Olympus Coliseum. Phil's crying. The end. Anyways, uh, then some bullshit happens in Port Royal. Whatever. Uh, the well, end. Anyway, you, got uh, you can find me at uh, twitter.com <laughs> slash uh, Luxord Sucksword. Um, slash Luxord Sucksword. Yeah, I mean that world. I think wasn't quite dreary enough. We should we should really just amp up the who gives a shit meter on the. Mm-hmm. On the oh whoop wow I can't but there's a there's a setting past eleven it's it's Luxord's face. Um, hey, let's go to Port Royal. <laughs> it's it's our next stop on the SS Monkey Butt. First thing we see is a cloaked figure. Yeah, it is Luxord. It's Luxord. Um, we'll find that out later. And he approaches the cursed Aztec gold on La Isla de Muerta, and then we cut away and. Goof Troop arrive at Port Royal, and they hear something coming from the sit the town, so they go to check it out. They find Jack as he's fighting some cursed pirates, and Sora calls after him. He says, Jack! And Jack says, uh, fuck, um, uh, Zola! Uh, yeah, uh, help me out, Zola! Zola! Zola and... Jesus, the American singer-songwriter. Um, is that a real person's name? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good ass name. Pretty good. So yeah, Sora's like, my name is Sora actually, but I guess I'll help you fight these skeleton men. Why are those skeleton men? I thought we fixed this problem. When when he corrects him on on his name, Jack says, "Will you leave a mate to perish?" <laughs> Which is the funniest thing to me because like at first I was to- you know, you're, as the audience, you're totally like, "Yeah, what a dick move. This Jack Sparrow, what a scoundrel getting his name wrong." And then you think about it, and he's like, he spent like a grand total of like 2 hours with this kid mm-hmm. one time, and he's like uh, in a urgent state where he's fighting um invincible pirates and like if i weren't in that situation the last thing on my mind would be (laughs) what sora's name is so the fact that sora's like fine i guess i'll save your life is a little wild he's lucky that he even got like an attempt could have been like hey boy please (laughs) yeah uh, Sora asks, they fight the, the pirates and they win. Yeah. Sora asks how there could be more cursed pirates if they solved the problem last time. And Jack says someone else must have gotten greedy. Elizabeth runs in and asks Jack for help because apparently Will Turner went off to figure out what's going on with these cursed pirates. He went back to the island to investigate and see if any, see if any of the gold had been taken. But he hasn't come back. And so she asks Jack to take her out to see him but he says no and then she's like well i can well not only do you owe will a favor but i can offer a reward and then he's like cool let's go i do want to point out that in this unvoiced cut scene there is a text box that appears above jack's head which has some bubbles so i guess it's a thought that we're just we get to peer into the mind of oh, jack is that sparrow what that was yeah i guess is that the only time that ever happens I've in this video never though? recognized any other time but it does say, I think some sticky business is afoot. <laughs> and I just wanted what? I just wanted to make sure we all addressed that here today. What could he possibly mean? I don't know, but there's some business. It's sticky and it's afoot. <sighs> it's a sticky foot is, business. If we can read his thoughts, are these in, is this entire narrative through the eyes of Jack? Is, is this entire game through the eyes of Jack? If you Sparrow? remember. In, like, episode three of this show, you proposed that Sora and Jack are the same person. <laughs> so, yes! There's a God. deep cut. What happens? Yeah, they go sailing off to the island. They spot the Interceptor on their way out. They see Will is passed out on it, so they board the ship to wake him up. And he, and when he wakes up, he says, The medallions and the stone chest. Someone's taken them. Next thing I knew, we were attacked. But I couldn't see who it was. His face was shrouded in a black hood. And Sora says, the organization. Will continues. He says we a lot. I don't know who the fuck he's talking about. It, it, it he seems says, to imply that he went there with a crew. 
But it also seems they're like just dead they're now. all murdered by nobodies. Yeah. He says, the medallions and the stone chest. Someone's taken them. Oh, nope, that's what he already said. He actually says, we found a way out of the cave, but the villain sent a horde of creatures after us. After us. I've never seen their likes before. I think I'm the only one who made it back to the ship. Elizabeth is like, Will, and he's like, Elizabeth, and then he passes out. Um, and then Mel, and Sora's like, all right, let's go. And Jack's like, I'm not going because I don't want to. And they and he steps steps out onto the deck. He steppity steps and, out, and and he says, I don't remember inviting or that's that's I don't know what voice that was, uh, but he says I don't remember inviting you. He, which he says before anyone has appeared, but after he says it, Luxord appears. Is he from the? Can, does he see? Is that he's Sora? So he's already seen it. <laughs> Fuck the deepest lore. <laughs> oh, and they even say something later in this. They do world that like you could read as that. Fuck, this is some bullshit. Um. Yeah, uh, Luxord appears, and Sora says, So it was the organization. We'll handle this. And Luxord says, The darkness of men's hearts, drawn to these cursed medallions. And I should just... You know what? Fuck his actual voice. I'm going to read it how I I feel like Luxord sounds. Please. The darkness of men's hearts, drawn to these cursed medallions, and this heartless, and he summons a big heartless, a veritable maelstrom of avarice. I wonder, are they worthy to serve Organization 13? And Jack's like, are are you asking us this? And do you want an answer now? And he says, precisely. Uh, And then they fight, and Sora wins. Uh, and then Luxord says, you know, calls for parlay. Goofy mishears him and thinks he says barley, <laughs> which is quite good. And Jack explains this pirate's code, and you need to negotiate when someone says that. So they do, and Luxord says that he'll surrender the chest with his apologies, uh, but he's going to keep a few souvenirs for the memories, and he summons some nobodies who grab the medal who grab a few medallions thank you for the memories even though they weren't that great thank for the memory th- thank you for that rendition of thank you for the memories um so yeah he throws these medallions in the air and some nobodies grab them and, and run off and that's a a problem uh for them to fixing the curse situation before they can even really do anything about it that heartless shows back up uh off the, the side of the ship the starboard bow. The starboard bow. Uh, but this time it's all skeletony because it's been affected by the curse. It's extra spooky, and it yeah. blows a wind, I guess, against our heroes, and they are launched onto I I don't know the ship that uh, Luxord rode in on the interceptor, I guess. Um, and then it's they let's see they were they were on the Pearl. I don't know if Luxord came from the Interceptor or was just using it. I think he just appeared there from the, the darkness, actually. So the, inter- the Interceptor have... still would have been there from Will. But it's not the one they get... <laughs> I'm realizing that this doesn't make sense. Because later... So, okay, so spoiler alert for, like, in two minutes, they land on the ship and that ship gets shipwrecked. And, like... Breaks apart or whatever. And then Elizabeth and Will come back with the Black Pearl. Right. But they're on the Interceptor before they get blown off onto something. No, are th- right? I don't think so. Because they, w- they went, oh, they went and grabbed Will from the Interceptor it's and really then dragged him back to the conveyed, Pearl to wake yeah. him up. Okay. Um, the only, I think, if you were to recognize what the inside of the Pearl looks like would be your only fucking clue. Yeah. Um, so that's... Yeah, you're right. And then they get blown back to the Interceptor. The Interceptor gets shipwrecks because he blasts, because Luxord blasts them, yeah. Glad we got the boat stuff what settled, is at, it? Least in th- at least in this video what, game. What is it with boats and you know. specifically, even? Yeah, I've literally, with the exception of Arbitrary Archive, almost every podcast I've been on is fraught with boat trouble. <laughs> your boat trouble transcends uh this program never ends never ends never can escape the boat problems so 
they wake up in Shipyard Graveyard, and surprise, Jack is Skellybone. It's Jack Skellington Sparrow. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's not. It's Jack Skellingsparrow. It's not my fault all the Jacks are skeleton men. <laughs> Jack is again uh, a skeleton. Jack Sparrow is again a skeleton like he was when he was affected by the curse. And Sora says, you took a medallion again? And he says, were I only so fortunate? And Donald's like, what do you mean? And Goofy says, how come you're all skeleton-y? And Jack says, perhaps I got a touch of something from that monster what attacked us. Yet why is the skin resting right on you three? And then Donald says, because we're not greedy. And the other two look at him like, really, you're going to be the one to make that claim? And Sora's like, whatever. And he says, it still doesn't solve the mystery. And Goofy says, gorsh, maybe we're okay because we're not from this world. Donald says, there must be different laws. And Sora says, yeah, we're always just passing through. Wonder when we'll see home again. Mm -hmm. And Donald's like, oh no, Sora. And he's like, just kidding. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't feel Lucky any emotions. Get... I'm too cool. Yeah. <laughs> He puts Lucky on his, we didn't get cursed. Puts on his sunglasses, skateboards off. What the fuck is with teens in this game and <laughs> saying, like, emotional shit and then just being like, gotcha. Because like, it's not a joke. I, I, all right, it's been a little bit longer since you've been a teenager, but, like, teenagers are, like, irony-sickened demons from hell. That's fair. It's, it's like, against the law to process your emotions. At least in, in I guess... I was probably like Sora's age when I played this game, so I can relate yep. to the <laughs> the inability to process one one's emotions <laughs> with transparency. Um, and that's, I I don't even know if that I would say that's what this is so much as he doesn't want to bring the situation down. Yeah, Jack is weirdly eavesdropping on this conversation and seems very skeptical of the goof troop, but it's never addressed and it's unimportant. Uh, so they leave. It's so weird that that I guess they set it up the way what they're setting up is making you think that he's lying to them and that he actually did steal a medallion. But then in the end, you find out that he was telling the truth and he did not steal a medallion. But like, I guess this is to be like, ooh, can we trust him? He's a pirate. He's a pirate. Um, they go looking around. They find a nobody with a medallion. They fight it and they get the medallion back. Jack grabs it and he says there's three more to go because uh, he, you know, was watching when they grabbed him. And then the pearl rose up, rolls up, and on it is Elizabeth who yells, Ahoy, mateys! And in one of the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My brain's empty. Oh, no. There's no, there's no. There's, Posery? There's, like a poser? There's not a thesaurus in my Kingdom Hearts brain. Uh, like a landlubber. No, because I'm talking about what Jack says. Uh, oh. I guess hypocritical. And the most hypocritical thing he's probably said is, <laughs> what a poor imitation. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but yet he's flattered. Uh, and they rejoin Elizabeth and Will on the Pearl. And Will explains what happened after they were shipwrecked. And that's that Luxord took the chest and went through a darkness hole. And Jack's like, well, why didn't you fight him? And Will's like, because I'm not a stupid idiot. <laughs> Can't fight anything successfully, as proven <laughs> uh, from the last time Sora was here. They sail all over the Spanish main looking for more nobodies with medallions, and they find them, and they get the medallions back. Great. Now they have to find the chest. Will says, if we find the hooded man, we will find the chest. And Sora says, he's probably in Port Royal. And Elizabeth asks why, and he explains that organization are going after people's hearts, so they'll go where there's a lot of people, and that's Port Royal. And Will says, they'll hurt the townsfolk? And Jack says, no, they're bringing them flowers, mate. I don't know who these organizers are, but they're making us pirates look like proper gents. And Will says, then we have to help. And then Jack says some shit that I don't <laughs> Can't think even... are any... I I, I think he just, I think he just rolled some like he rolled on a random word table <laughs> and got the following sentence which is 
then let go and haul to run free. What is that? Then let go and haul to run free. It is a random assortment of Actually, syllables. I think I've seen that on the... What? I think I've seen that on that, uh, that Coheed and Cambria lyric bot you made. Hey! Because <laughs> it sounds like some bullshit. Hey, you, you say a lot of shit. And how's that work? You're a bicycle. I, it's, that's such a good thing that's in a real song. <laughs> <laughs> So they go to Port Royal and they see the big skeleton heartless and Jack's like, I can take care of it. And the rest of them go to put the medallions away while he does. And when they do, the curse is gone from the heartless thingy, not from Jack. And they're like, oh, so he must have been cursed by the monster and not by taking the gold. He's a good boy after all. And then they... Uh, fight the Heartless, and it takes like half of the video of Jet Monkey HD's Let's Play of this because it's a really tedious boss yeah. where it keeps stealing the medallions from the chest, and you can't attack it when it does. So you have to use magic on it to make it drop the medallions, then gather them up, then put them in the box, and then it does it all over again. It takes forever, but Sora wins eventually. Sora wins, and we see Luxord absorbing the heart, I guess from the the boss heartless um and then sora tries to explain the organization to jack uh as this these group of people who are collecting hearts and whatnot and um says that they can never win if they keep fighting them like this so he needs to find their stronghold and wipe them out for good that sounds like a fine idea and will asks if they can help somehow jack says yes I guess they're talking about something completely different now, uh, because the the thing they help with is in no way related to that. Um, but before we figure that out, we get Ansem Secret Report Six, and it's my turn to read it. It is. This is Ansem's se- secret Ansem's report or Ansem's secret report. I don't know. What does it say? Then uh, the wiki it says Secret Ansem's report, but that seemed wrong to me. Anyway, no matter both of them seem wrong. Yeah. My choice to befriend darkness here in the midst of nothingness was a sound one. The moment I stared. St- <laughs> was it? <laughs> the moment I. St- the moment I stared straight ahead with a calm heart, neither rejecting darkness nor fearing it, I gained a newfound power. A superhuman power, the power of darkness. It is likely Zehanort and the others were engulfed by this power, eventually becoming its prisoners. I do not intend to allow my heart to be devoured by the darkness as they did, of course. With this new power, I uncovered a corridor of darkness that connects the realm of nothingness to the outside world. While it is difficult to come and go as I please, my banishment is now a thing of the past. To deceive Zehanort and my apprentices, I first used my power to change form before returning to the Realm of Light. As I had suspected, Xehanort had become a Heartless. Under my name, he commanded other Heartless in quest to snatch away the hearts of many different worlds. At the center of the heart... uh, At the center of the heart Xehanort has stolen was Kingdom Hearts, which attracts tremendous darkness to itself and attempts to send any and all matter back into its depths. The other five have disappeared. Have they become heartless like Xehanort? Or did they vanish after Xehanort exploited them? I became familiar with an unusual entity while pursuing the truth. It is the soul and body that remain when a being loses its heart. When a heartless is born, these entities disappear from the realm of light to be reborn as entirely new beings in a completely different realm. Are, That's are it. you done? I feel like you've been talking yep. for three years. And yeah, so that we're going to cut that into six episodes of this podcast <laughs> and release it one week at a time. Uh, yeah. That's fine. So after that happens, uh, after you've definitely taken time out of your day to read that, after it, you've received mm-hmm. it. Um, this next scene that we get is the chest of gold sinking into the ocean. Jack says, It's certain we don't need the likes of that hooded fellow and the heartless about. They'll ruin the market for us pirates. And Elizabeth says, So that's why you went to Port Royal. And we thought you actually wanted to save everyone. 
And he says, a pirate always wants to profit, Miss Swan. And, sh and Sora says, and here we thought you had turned over a new leaf. And Jack says, and what be beyond that leaf, Savvy? And Elizabeth says, oh yes, your reward. And what'll it be? And he says, that lovely blade of Sora's. And he's like, all right. Here you go, and take he it. he holds it out for, for Jack to take, and then he takes it, but then it reappears in Sora's hand. It, it, he... it just teleports back into Sora's hand, yeah. of course. And Jack says that he'll get a bloodthirsty crew together and come to take it from him. And like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> There's like ze there's like zero chance there's gonna be a, a uh yeah Jack Sparrow world whatever these films are called <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean oh yeah Goofy says maybe one day he can wield the Keyblade because him and Sora are a lot alike and they both are like are not which is like out of character for both of them somehow uh, yeah they both like do the same hand gestures which I guess maybe Jack would do. But Sora wouldn't. I don't know. It's weird. It's a big stretch. It's a stretch. But they are the same person, just separated it's, in time, yeah, as we mentioned it, before. It's, it's canon. Sora. I mean, Sora's always been uh, obsessed with pirate narratives that we've seen in the Neverland worlds, and he had the pirate ship floating in his bedroom. So, like, it lines up that he would, um, yeah, eventually just wipe his mind, and and then as an adult. <laughs> taking the name Jack Sparrow, sailing the seas, he sees him himself young and he wishes to have that back. So he wants to take the, the blade back, but he is yet so far from the truth. Anyways, Savvy, Savvy, what does Will say? <laughs> and then the, <laughs> he says some bullshit about, they all just say some bullshit about how great Jack Sparrow is, which is really and weird. Because he's not. He says, some say Jack Sparrow's the worst pirate to sail the Spanish main. They're right, the end. And Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says, no one could really mean that. And Will says, right, he's the best. <laughs> and Sora says, I hope we get to see him again. And then we get the title card for the world. We did it. Because it's done. Hey, where are you on the internet? Where am I on the internet? Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O. Um, I have two other podcasts. One is an anime rewatch podcast called We Are Watching One Piece. Uh, I think now that Jory's done moving, we'll be able to do another episode of that soon. So probably one episode in May. Um, and when this comes out, there would have just been a new episode of Objectively Good, our video game discussion podcast uh, that I do with a friend of mine and. I don't know how long that episode's going to be. At least three hours. Um, I Woo! Sh You should check it out. If, if you've checked out the show before or not, it um, ended up becoming a really uh, like, like powerful conversation for us to have and unpack stuff and how games are important to us, both with our identity and um, like uh, mental illnesses. And so it's just uh, a lot of really good stuff that we talked about in that very, very long podcast episode. Um, objectively good is so good. Thank you. Uh, it's objectively good. Uh, it's true. And is there anything else? I don't know. I don't really write about video games anymore, but if I, I do that, sometimes my website goes to Joe spelled the same way. Uh, where are you on the internet? You mean ghostofjoe.com is what you mean. What, sure. You just said Ghost of Joe. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, they're just gonna type in HTTPS colon slash slash Ghost of Joe, and then and then a um, spooky ghost will come out and haunt you and yell at you about I, capitalism and Final Fantasy fifteen. I was trying to think if I could feasibly get in trouble for saying this, and I don't think so. <laughs> in a in a previous job, uh, one wherein this is just in the plugs now. Whatever it is. <laughs> One wherein I was um, charged with, uh, like, uh, managing a website. Uh, I was once um, <laughs> brought into my boss's office uh, f by an urgent yell um, that the website wasn't working, um, only to find um, that he he did just put in the URL without putting in the 
the top level domain of like .com or whatever. Mm. Um, and it wasn't coming up for that reason. And I said, you need to put in the .com or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, I did get yelled at for not being able to make it work the way that he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Which was quite good. So is that why you're just like defensive now that I forgot to say the .com? You think someone, <laughs> yeah. someone somewhere is going to not... It's not going to work for them, and they're going to yell at someone named Wheels. Yeah. Uh, anyway, twitter.com slash thetrevisww and a podcast called Very Random Encounters are where you can find me. You can find this show on Twitter at MemorizeCast. Uh, you can email us at MemorizeCast at gmail.com. If you look in our show notes or our pinned tweet on our Twitter account, you can find a link to our Discord server, which is a lot of fun, and our Patreon, which can get you episodes early, bonus episodes. Uh, and pretty soon we're going to be doing a tabletop RPG based on Kingdom Hearts. I'm very, very, very fucking excited to start that, um, and that release. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Um, and that's thanks to y'all for backing our Patreon, like, immediately. (laughs) So, crushed crushed it. it. So yeah, there's, there's some rad stuff. On there, we did our first movie night also, which was pretty cool um, and, and fun to, to hang out with, with y'all. So, yeah. Did I forget anything? Oh, our theme music is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, courtesy of Game Chops. Oh, also one quick note from the future, that uh, singing bit that Wheels did, that was edited. The piano was written by Nick, who I do the Objectively Good podcast with. Um, you could go to popspirit.net uh, and buy their music. They make music under the name Twinkle Park. They just released an EP. It's extremely good. Um, so check that out. Thanks. I think that's it. So that was Olympus Coliseum and Port Royal again. Got it. Memorized. I'm Joe, and I write about games. I'm Nick, and I write about games. And this is Objectively Good, a podcast about games. Uh, vi- video games? What What kind of video games? Only the objectively good ones. The objectively goodest. <laughs> this is a show where Joe and I take a topic within the realm of video games, be it, what's your favorite baseball in a video <laughs> game? And we turn it into an episode of a podcast. My favorite baseball in a video game is Twilight Seen It. Yeah, they- <laughs> So every other week, we we show up, we talk about what we're playing at the moment, and then we get into our topic, and we we bring a couple games to the table, but we have one main pick that we focus on each. These games aren't necessarily our favorite games, so much as we're really focusing on the topic of the week. These are games that have good within them. Because every game has good within them. That's not true at all, but <laughs> most games do. And it's it, it's very special. I think we, we really get into, like, the things that games make us feel. Objectively good. Objectively good show about what makes games good check it out on itunes.com slash biz 